COVID-19 outbreak has affected every corner of life in community pharmacies. One month after lockdown measures were introduced in the UK, how have contractors adapted to the new normal of intensified pressure? I'm CND Features Editor Thomas Cox. For this week's coronavirus podcast, I spoke to Olivia Picard, owner of the New Days Pharmacy Group in Berkshire and National Pharmacy Association board member, about her struggles with requiring PPE, sertraline price hikes, and the need for emergency funding to avert thousands of closures. My first question is about PPE for pharmacists. Have your pharmacy staff managed to get PPE um, and do you need it? What's the situation like for you? We received an allocation of PPE uh, in March, as did all pharmacies in England, and um, uh, that that uh, PPE stock has all but gone, really. It, it's, it's just um, run out. Um, we did try uh, to reorder some PPE equipment through the NHS order line, but we got a quick response to say that, unfortunately, community pharmacies did not qualify for the NHS PPE. Um, now, uh, all the business decisions that I make are based around uh, Matt Hancock's promise that um, he will uh, pull every string he can to keep pharmacy teams safe so that uh, we can continue um, uh, operating and, and uh, serving people of the uh, you know, our population. Um, so what we have had to do is, uh, at great expense, order PPE equipment wherever we can. Now, wholesalers, despite reassurance, don't appear to have any. Um, I have had to um, go on the internet. I have received um, many emails uh, at the pharmacy from prospective sellers basically saying they have got masks, they have got uh, gloves and we've been buying whatever we could so the staff could um, could, could wear the PPE. What I, I find incredibly difficult uh, in all this is firstly the, the time that it takes me to source the items and the price vary immensely from one supplier to another. Um, but, you know, as a business owner, for me, it, it is critically important that my team is uh, well protected and, and not only um, able to continue com- to, to coming to work, but equally, I am a, a believer that the message that we put out by wearing our PPE um, is important for our customers. Um, I think the screens that we have put up in the, in the pharmacy back in March and, and uh, wearing gloves, apron, masks, um, give a message to customers that it is safe to come to the pharmacies. Um, and I believe that's the right message. Now, the fact that the NHS um, seem to be unable to commit to delivering uh, PPE to community pharmacies is both mind-blowing and unbelievable when we think that we are the only primary care provider open for business you know have an open door policy and whilst everybody's working um you know doctors and and hospital and other organization um they 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 have the ability a little bit more than we have to work remotely and therefore um yeah it, it's 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 baffling that uh, the government think that it's uh, community pharmacies don't don't qualify for allocation of PPE? Yeah, it is baffling, especially when they they have suggested themselves that pharmacies should should wear PPE or at the very least masks when, when dealing with patients suspected of, of, of having coronavirus. It's uh, tragic to hear that you've had to 
spend your spend your own own money and and time on on sourcing this equipment yourself um does that mean that it's of questionable quality if it hasn't come from the usual wholesalers if you're going on the internet and having to search out yourself or does it does it come from verifiable sources the equipment that we have purchased have got the the ce certification um and therefore i'm hoping that they are of good qualities but because they don't come from um the the, the main wholesalers um as we were told they, they they could or they would um you know it it is it worth the paper it's written on that i couldn't tell you this is the only thing that we could get and we are using it are you buying aprons masks and gloves is it just whatever you can get your, your hands on or are you buying specific brands or or types like like the N95 respirator for example the masks that we have managed to get are the uh, three ply masks um which is the only thing that we were able to get uh, I, I have seen the more recently that um, we can now get FFP2 and FFP, FFP3 masks, which are the more graded masks. Unfortunately, um, I have not been able to, to buy those at the moment, but I, I'm, I'm looking into it. As for gloves and apron, um, I have uh, been contacted by wholesalers at the pharmacy directly saying we have stock of, and I just basically say, send me what you can. Um, so we've managed to get some um, latex gloves. Um, we've managed um, uh, this week to get some more aprons. Um, I, I haven't received those yet. Until I have them, I can't even comment on the quality. Um, but but to be honest, you know, I, I feel, and I've said it before, um, I feel abandoned on the NHS front line, having to um, to get my own equipment. Uh, with with very little guidance, as you say, and we had a complaint recently by a patient, um, and I was uh, uh, maybe three weeks ago, just before our screens went up at the end of March, um, and um, th this patient was saying that he felt that the pharmacy hadn't made enough effort um, in uh, having the right equipment in the pharmacy. Uh, to which I replied that my daily update on what was required in a pharmacy was very similar to the one that this patient was receiving, that it was changing on a day-to-day -day basis, that the NHS was giving very um, confusing and inconsistent messages. And as a result, we were trying to adapt almost on a day-to-day -day basis as to what we had to put in place. And um, sometimes uh, these things take a bit more than a day. Um, you know, we ordered our screens before even the announcement was made um, for uh, pharmacies that they would receive a £300 um, uh, um, sum of money in order to, to equip the pharmacy with hygiene screens. Uh, I, I'd ordered mine before that. Um, unfortunately, what I'm spending now, uh, we've gone way beyond the £300. If I had to add up all my PP equipment, we are probably double, if not triple, what um, the, the sum of money that has been offered to community pharmacy. And I know having spoken to colleagues, uh, other colleagues have said that the £300 didn't even cover the cost of the screens, let alone further PPE, um, which they are also purchasing um, for their staff. I feel pharmacies is at the bottom of the um, of the chain and other organizations seems to be prioritized when it gets to getting equipment and uh, I, I would have liked to to see community pharmacy on equal footing with other
colleagues um, in, in primary and secondary care because we are very likely to see patients with symptoms of COVID-19 walk into a pharmacy despite all the warnings and the posters and, and, and the plea that community pharmacies are making to their patient to not come to a pharmacy if they have or um, uh, symptoms of coronavirus or think that they are ill with coronavirus. We also take the risk that um, people come in with the symptoms um, and, and whilst our doors are open, I think this is where um, the, the community pharmacy should be at least on equal footing with other organisations and not down the packet line, really. Yeah, you shouldn't be having to, to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds on PPE. Um, cost is a uh, massive issue for pharmacies at the moment with the impacts of COVID-19. PPE is just um, a, a drop in the ocean. Do you have any idea how much the um, coronavirus outbreak will have cost your, your businesses over, overall? So um, I filled in a survey recently done by the National Pharmacy Association uh, as to what my costs were. That was also a few weeks ago. Um, and um, at that time, I looked at everything. I looked at um, the extra staffing costs that we had to incur in March to cope with the demand. I um, added the uh, protective equipment that I had to purchase, including the hygiene screens. Um, you know, I put in my time for, for coming in early, leaving late, uh, coming on a Sunday, um, you know, and whilst it is very difficult um, to quantify it, um, just that element alone um, across my four pharmacies cost tens of thousands. If we and and we have um, added the cost of pharmacists coming in extra, um, you know, technicians staying late um, in order to um, keep on top of it, really, and and. At some stage, it, we were days behind, as as were many community pharmacies. Now, today, um, we we have to add the um, cost of drugs um, and the lack of margin, um, and um, and that has, I'm afraid, put extra pressure on community pharmacy, not necessarily today, but at the end of this month and the end of ne next month. Um, you know, with um, part of the extra cost now what the impact of this will be it's impossible to tell um, because we won't be paid for several uh, months and, and we have to pay our wholesalers at the end of the month so um, you know we won't know the full impact of that but just in in time uh, equipment and uh, you know extra deliveries things that we've had to do before the announcement of any support to community pharmacy through the delivery service and that sort of thing um, it, it it's tens of thousands and it's uh, it's crippling my business. Yeah, that's a, an, an incredible amount of money. Um, I think the, uh, the the government's response might be that it's given pharmacies three hundred million pounds advance funding announced at the end of last month, um, which will be released over uh, over over April and. And May, um, when I spoke to you last, you you said that you were concerned about the viability of pharmacies to continue as they um, won't have the might not have the cash reserves to pay wholesaler bills. Do you think that the government's advance funding goes far enough to help contractors to to survive the coronavirus outbreak? 
so the, the, firstly, it is very important, and I'm sure everyone in the pharmacy will understand that this is a cash advance rather than a grant. So it is something that will have to be repaid. Now, the cash advance was very welcome. It was necessary because the wholesaler bills have gone up 30 plus percent in March. And um, one of my pharmacy hit um, sort of the credit limit uh, with the wholesaler. And we had to argue with the wholesaler to um, extend that credit limit so we could continue buy drugs. Um, the, the cash advance will help me pay those bills. And we've already had some of that cash advance and we're going to get some more um, on the uh, 1st of May. However, um, this money is an advance. It will have to be repaid uh, probably within the financial year. Um, so wholesalers have increased their prices massively um, on a number of drugs and generics, mostly paracetamol, sertraline, um, hydroxychloroquine. There, there's a lot of medication where the price has rocketed. Um, pharmacies are dispensing at a loss. So not only um, we are not making any margin on many generics today, but we are also losing money when we dispense them. Um, you know, concession prices don't get announced till late in the month. Um, we uh, we again work on the on the promises made by Matt Hancock that he will do everything to help community pharmacy. And whilst the three hundred million pounds advance was welcome, it will only go in a wholesaler's pocket. It will not be something that community pharmacy will be able to keep in any way. Um, and therefore. Uh, months down the line, when we have to start repaying this, um, then we will be repaying it on hopefully uh, a time where margins are returned. But unfortunately, we won't have made any margin in, in March, April, May, maybe. And, and, and it worries me that the government will just, um, as they generally do, um, they will say, we are now starting to claw back the money that we advanced in uh, April and May, and we won't have any say on the matter. And we had seen pharmacies starting closing before the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, and I, I think not hundreds, but thousands of pharmacies will be at risk of becoming unviable when the government decide that this money has to be repaid. And, and you know what? However, keen and optimistic I am about um, uh, community pharmacy in general. Uh, I'm afraid I include myself in those because I don't know what shape I'll be in at, at the end of this uh, uh, pandemic. And I, I don't know what shape I'll be in once the government has recovered the 300 million pounds from community pharmacy. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. It's a, a grim forecast for your businesses as, as well as for the, for the sector that thousands would have to potentially close. And this has all been exacerbated by the, the ongoing pricing issues and shortages. I think you mentioned sertraline and, and paracetamol as, as some examples. Are, the, are these ongoing or have they, um, have they been helped somewhat by the supply chain getting used to the coronavirus outbreak as we're a few weeks in now? I will give you an example. We haven't been able to buy sertraline um, this month. Um, Last month, uh, the tariff was pound fifty something like this. Um, the concession price was announced at seven ninety nine. This month, I was approached by a wholesaler trying to sell me a box at £14. Now, 
I can't possibly um, accept to pay £14 for a box of sertraline 100mg, for which the payment was 7 99 last month as a concession price, because if I do, and, and the concession price is again 7 99 um, then I, I look to lose 6 or £7 per pack, and I'll dispense hundreds of those in a month. It's, it's, I can't do it. And so to answer your question, no, it, it is getting worse, not better. Um, it, it's quite frankly worrying that, um, you know, pharmacies have only got one interest and that is the interest of their patient. And they will try everything they can to source medication so they can complete prescriptions and supply medication to their patients. And that's a genuine effort from community pharmacies to um, to try and, and do exactly that. And we are being uh, put under enormous pressure um, by a broken supply chain where generic prices are so volatile that we are set to lose hundreds of pounds, thousands of pounds every month if we're not incredibly careful. And unfortunately, um, at the moment, I am not seeing it improving. Um, if anything, it's getting worse. In an ideal world, what, what needs to happen um, in terms of action from, from the government and from PSNC to, to help alleviate the pressure on, on pharmacies and, and to prevent um, patient care from being impacted further? I, I would welcome uh, another means of funding um, you know, whether the £300 million pounds, uh, is not clawed back, uh, that would be a step towards helping community pharmacies because um, that money would become, um, would become something that we retain on top of the um, £2.5 billion pounds of funding for community pharmacy. So that would be welcome. The alternative would be, you know, uh, whether we reintroduced establishment payment or, or, or an equivalent payment. I, I, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd, again, that's um, that's not something that I, I can possibly um, say will be uh, is doable. But uh, unfortunately, uh, putting in more money in the uh, drug cost of drugs um, probably isn't the solution. So something else must be found. Yes, community pharmacy needed an advance. They've got that. Uh, now community pharmacy need a COVID-19 payment um, so that we not only recover all our costs, but um, able to um, stay afloat. And hopefully, uh, should, should anything like this ever happen again, be in a position to um, support the NHS. You know, after all, community pharmacy take an enormous pressure uh, away from GPs, any services by having their doors open, and um, the um, you know twelve and a half, eleven and a half thousand pharmacies in England um, have demonstrated that uh, they are well capable of doing that, um, and they've done it, you know, without a, an idea of what funding would look like. So I think the plea from community pharmacy is now um, that we need. Uh, emergency funding uh, sort of to cover the cost that we've incurred for COVID-19, all of the cost, staff, equipment, etc., so we can stay on the NHS front line. Yeah, so in an in, in ideal world, the ad advanced funding will be uh, handed as, as a grant to pharmacies to, to keep them alive. Um, what do you think is most likely, like, most likely to happen? Um, so what do you think pharmacy will look like 
one one year from now if you if you had a crystal ball? I I'd like to think that um, the network of community pharmacy that we have today um, in England, but across the four nations, um, is strong. Has remained where it is that uh, people uh, continue to be served by their local community pharmacies. Um, and uh, we have pharmacies that are properly funded, um, used uh, for minor ailment and uh, other services that the government was want to introduce. But this approach of death by starvation and the idea by some members in government that there are too many community pharmacies, I think is flawed. And we have demonstrated that uh, today by showing that actually... 11,500 pharmacies is the right number of pharmacies. There aren't too many pharmacies. We need a network of pharmacies that is sustainable. Should anything like this ever happen again, we should be able to react in the manner that we have. And uh, let's hope that um, uh, the powers that be will remember how community pharmacy responded to this crisis. That was Olivier Picard. To conclude the podcast, we have a heartfelt poem that encapsulates many of the issues facing pharmacies during the pandemic, read and written by Jodie, a member of the pharmacy team at Knight's Pharmacy Holly Hall in Dudley, West Midlands. Whilst the surgeries have locked their doors and said you're not allowed in, the pharmacy is still open, but please don't pile in. We know you want your prescription, but the rest of the borough does too, We're working our way through them as they have sent a few hundred through. We all need to protect ourselves and listen to what Boris said, but our driver is snowed under with deliveries, so try this approach instead. Ask a neighbour, a friend or a family member, I'm sure they wouldn't mind, to come and collect your prescription. Oh, how that would be so kind. We will try our best to help you out and get your medication to you, but please remember... We deal with a lot of vulnerable patients who need our care and attention too. We need our pharmacy staff healthy at these testing times. So if you do come in, look around and follow the signs. The phones are constantly ringing. Our hands are really sore. We're looking forward to the weekend to have an escape from it all. When the week begins, our fears remain the same. We sure do hope COVID-19 doesn't strike again. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe via iTunes or your preferred Android app. Thanks very much for listening.